All right, Bearville Project, episode 48 with Lee Wilkins, Dwayne Martin, and Mr. John Demmer. You guys, listen, no ads. You have a fee. Your fee is to share the show. If you enjoyed the show, if you laughed, if you learned something, you think it's going to help somebody else, go share the show. That's all we want. Make sure that you spread the word of Bearville, just like these guys in this video and this podcast and throughout the entire weekend that we work so hard to do. Go share the show. Go share Barabelle. Enjoy. You know, that's the first time I have ever got on stage and eliminated anybody. Is it really? So really? Me, no way. Normally I get up there, I shoot just 12 crappy arrows. And I'm just glad to be on stage. <laughs> from Biscayne Park, Florida, Lee Wilkins. Burke, Virginia, co-owner of CD Archery, Dwayne Martin. <laughs> competing against the number one qualifier, from Kingsley, PA, the man that needs no introduction in Barebo, John Demmer! Well, a lot of people want to see Lee Wilkins in this position, but we are treated to the number one and number two qualifier going after it for the top step on the podium. And the cheers of Barebo. You just seem to have this air about you when you got up there i thought it was great you know it was uh i thought the whole lancaster experience this weekend wasn't amongst the barebow community that was there yeah i thought it was the best feeling i've ever i've ever experienced at an archery competition I, it's I like agree. we was all just one big happy family yep it's like we, we didn't we, and we should be we all competitive be family we yeah. are competitive. There's no question, but you know, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, there was a lot of hustle and bustle amongst some of our um, close friends of the Barewell Project that kind of helped to, you know, with just the environment. I guess with like all the pictures, like it's, it's a cool feeling to know that you can come back and literally watch almost every aspect of the tournament. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, I but outside of that, I think you're 100 percent right. I think, I think that there's definitely a um, there's a feeling to it, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a lot good. of camaraderie going on. It was fun. It was fun. I had guys at my club when I came back. I went uh, shot my Tuesday night league last night, and they were all saying, you know, from watching the video and seeing what was going on, they're like, "You guys looked like you were just having a great time." I said, "You should have been there." I mean, it, it was, was so much fun. It was. It really was. You know, I've had four or five people since Sunday call me and say, man, that looked like a lot of fun. And, you yeah. know, Paul McCard, Jeremy Stout, a bunch of them, they're like, you know, we just we just may make this thing a go next year. I'm like, well, yeah. you should. Yeah, well, that, that was that was the game plan going into the week, the weekend with talking with like Marcel, because Marcel and I made the decision at target nationals that like it went so well at target nationals 
sort of the same goal. Like, hey, let's paint the, the picture of this full-on tournament. You know, the team, the the um the men and women team event. Cause I'll be honest with you, like eliminations and shooting is fun, but the team events, man, they are a blast. No, and, sure. and people don't get to see that because Cam doesn't cover it. And not I'm not saying that derogatory to cam they're super busy and they have certain things that they have to hit you know what i mean sure and and when you i think i forget how many pictures that marcel took that last time and then coming into the classic you know i said to marcel and then put some feelers out there and got like like three or four people that were like taking pictures doing videos santo was doing live feeds elton was doing live feeds you know and it's just so much easier when you can break that up amongst i mean so is without a doubt it was a community um oriented uh effort because like you said like there was a feeling about lancaster this year that was just it was different in a really good way and it you was. can't capture that unless you're there no so. and you know all that feeling that we captured at lancaster this week has got to start with us yeah. You know, with yeah, me I'm, and John you keep Denver talking. And... I'm gonna go live on Facebook, okay? You you okay. keep talking. Hi, John. But, yo, well, the the funny thing is, like, we always have that like community and like family gathering, um, like type atmosphere every time. Um, but I think we're finally starting to get people involved, like Marcel, that like really want to get it out there and and kind of like push it, keep just keep pushing it forward to the next level. Yeah. I agree with that. It's always been a personal thing with the archers. We all have that camaraderie amongst ourselves. And like you said, I think people are noticing, you know, cause it's getting out and people are like, wow, those guys have, they have way too much fun. Way <laughs> you know? too much fun. <laughs> and I was very contagious this weekend for sure. You're, uh, you got, you got to scrub your camera there, Frank. You look pretty blurry. Not that I'm, I'm minding a somewhat foggy face, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, you know, it was funny during the elimination rounds because Dwayne and I were right next to each other on 112 and 113, the two butts. And we talked more trash and just jokes, you know, in the middle of the elimination rounds. And I think some of the new guys were a little taken aback because yes. yeah, I'm on the same butt as Spanky. And then Dwayne was next to me. And we were just between, you know, between ends, we were just joking and laughing and, and, and just having a really, really good time. And, you know, there were some of the newer faces there or guys maybe that have participated, but it not quite made to the elimination rounds or whatever. And, you know, they looked like, I don't know, they looked like scared cats in an alley. They didn't know what was going on. And we're just laughing and having a good time. <laughs> and they're looking around like, yeah. wow, this is like, you know, a lot of fun. And a lot, and a lot of people's funny came up to me later that day. And then, you know, that evening and stuff. And they told me how much fun it was like, man, that's it. Just shooting and talking and having a good time. I'm like, well, that's what it's kind of all about. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. That says I'd hit that. I'm disappointed. Oh, oh yeah. Really I can't believe you didn't wear it. That's my special shirt. <laughs> I love that shirt. I bet it is a special shirt. <laughs> it is now for sure. That's that fun. was funny. Um, I was kind of hoping you'd wear it out and never have another one like that again. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm keeping that. That's going to be pristine. I'm going to bring bringing it back next year. You kidding me? <laughs> He's going to wear that every single year. Moving. It's my forward. thing. That's going to be my new thing. It was a big hit. 
I get more comments. <laughs> I tell you, I get more comments about my beard and my T-shirt than I did about my shooting, if that's possible. It's funny. Oh gosh, that's funny. Where did you get that shirt? Did you just order it online somewhere? Or? Yeah, I just found it on Amazon. I was. I, I, I bet was, you was, Andy Marcelet has that shirt already up on up on his T-shirt uh, store. <laughs> Probably. Uh huh. I just well, I found you know how you go down the rabbit hole and and of of stuff on Amazon and it popped up and I'm like what the heck is that I'm like oh I have to buy that I don't care where it's from or I'm, I'm buying that you know and it it was funny that's funny that that's absolutely hilarious I actually I didn't I actually didn't see the shirt right away until you were already up there I was like no way that is what it says I thought it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious um, all right so let's get started here. John, we're up to eight viewers. We're almost at our um, unofficial target audience record. number. <laughs> so this is episode 48, and I'm joined by these three, and I use this term extremely loosely, gentlemen, um, from our top three from the Lancaster Archie Classic. Welcome, Dwayne, Lee, and the average Joe himself, Mr. John Demmer. Thank you. Um, you know, you guys put on one hell of a show this weekend. Um, you, without a doubt, lived up to barebow expectations. And I'm curious to really, I guess, you guys saw the, the pictures and the live feeds and the videos and all that stuff from this weekend. And while we're here to celebrate you guys and say congratulations and, and let you guys tell your story, I think our goal here is is on that same message. We want to hear about your experience from the practice range to the stage. And we're going to do sort of a round robin discussion. Um, we'll, what we'll do is we'll go from Lee to Dwayne to, jo to John. And, you know, we'll talk about your experiences. And then really, I guess the goal here is the, the people who haven't come to the classic, you know, I'll, me and John are extremely blessed because we're so close to it. Um, Lee, I don't know what you're in Florida, right? In Miami, yeah. In Miami, so it's a it's a track for you, uh, for sure. Yeah. But we want people to understand the tournament from your perspective as a as a competitor, um, you know, and and just we want to paint the picture of what the tournament really is. So, right. you know, why don't you guys let's go around? I mean, we all know some of you are but we're going to do it anyways can we can we just go around the table same same order tell us where you're from where you shoot you know and um john that includes you your guest tonight you know asking questions i mean if you want to i guess you can but and go around the horn all right and, and give everybody the, the spiel all right lee let's start with you yeah, my name uh, Lee Wilkins, and I live in Miami, Florida. I shoot uh, at Fort Lauderdale Archers, a um, little bit north of, of my house. Um, we have a nice club there, and of course, we have beautiful weather all year round. It never snows here, so that's kind of nice. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's my local thing. That's what I do, you know. Um, we have a couple of clubs, actually. There's one down south, Everglades Archers, nice club, um, and then Gold Coast up in Palm Beach. They're all within about an hour of me, but I'm a member at Lauderdale Archers. So we should. Very good. Yeah, it's nice. Perfect. Thanks, man. Mr. Yeah. Martin, as if we yeah, don't I'm, know, but do it anyway. Go ahead. That's right. I'm Dwayne Martin. I live in Christiansburg, Virginia, which is just a little bit west of Roanoke. I shoot out of a archery club in Roanoke, Virginia, Sherwood Archers. Uh, 
when I shoot there some, and then most of the time I shoot here at the house, whether it's 3D or dots, but it's kind of what I do. Perfect. Um, you have a range at your house? I have a 3D range, and then an I've got some... I don't have any. I do not have an indoor range. No, I stand inside the house, oh. open the back door, no matter how cold it is, and <laughs> shoot out across the back porch, out into the yard to my dot target. And the lighting at Lancaster was so much better. Artificial lighting is so much better to aim on than natural lighting. When the sun gets on that target, man, it is hard. The yeah. yellow looks like it just so disappears. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh that's an interest over the river and through the woods, the Wayne Martin's target. Yes, um <laughs> all right, average Joe, go ahead. Uh John Demmer from Northeast PA, just outside the Poconos. Uh I shoot at Lonesome Road archery most of the time. That's down in, in Taylor, just outside of Scranton, PA. Uh and once in a while that I shoot at uh Ed Kristofsky's club. Um, the archery zone down in uh, Wilkes-Barre. That's right, the archery zone. Shout out to Ed for also making the top uh, the top eight. Yep. Um, when it's when it's above twenty degrees, I shoot at home. Yeah. When it's when it's below, I shoot at one of their places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we went. Uh, quick story. We went. I had to go pick up some JD three strings and uh, drove up to see him. It was one of the colder days that we had. And it was like here where I'm at, I'm an hour, I think it's an hour and a half south of, of John. And um, it was like, I think it was like 12 degrees when I left. And he told me, he was like, yeah, it was like negative 19. It was, I was, no, it was the, the weekend of the seminar last weekend. He was that he took a picture and said it was like negative 19. I guess, I guess you're not shooting outside today. Um, amazing temperature change when you get up, get that far north. But um so yeah, let's start this roundtable discussion. Lee, let's start with your day one practice. I don't know, when did you arrive? Just, and, and like I said, we're going through this, not just to talk about your experiences and your success this weekend, but also paint the picture of like, for the people who are coming to the Classic next year, who saw all the live feeds and saw your shoot ups and your amazing performances for them to be like, okay, well, I know that Lee came in this day or Dwayne came in this day, whatever talk let's talk us through that part okay so day one yeah absolutely so this year was a little bit different than typical this is my fourth year um coming to Lancaster and normally I get in late late Thursday night flying to Baltimore or Philadelphia and drive for two hours to get there so I get you know there in the middle of the night so I'm usually not there till Friday midday sometime and I, I I've always shot it Friday on Fridays at four for my quals well this year I flew into Harrisburg because I got a good flight and I wound up there really early in the morning. So it was kind of interesting. Um, I didn't have anything to do and I was by myself because my, you know, my wife didn't come with me this year. So I got the rental car and I said, well, it's 10 o'clock in the morning or 9.30. I might as well drive over to Spooky Nook. You know, the range is open at nine. So um, yeah, so I got a little, little different perspective this morning. I got over there really early. There wasn't that many people there. And um, it's funny, every year I go there, I'm used to it, but it's such a big place. You walk in the doors and you start walking around and you're like, oh my God, how big is this place? You know, and then you get to the archery ranges. So I spent about three hours there on Thursday in the morning till, you know, middle of the afternoon, two o'clock or so. Um, had plenty of space, plenty of time, which I like that. And I'll probably do that again. Um, it's nice to get there early and get your bow all set up and get everything tweaked and tuned and plenty of range space and 
Um, it's not very crowded. So that was that was my first day. Um, so I, I spent probably total half a day there between setup and just kind of getting ready and getting registered. And then a couple of different shooting sessions, walked around, talked, you know, met a few people that I you know hadn't seen in a while. And um, but it wasn't too crowded. It was actually pretty nice to be there on Thursday, I thought. All right. Perfect. Wayne, what about yourself? Day one. Or are you still uh, got you still got some other stuff that you did on day one, Lee? No, nah, that was pretty much it. I stayed till the middle of the afternoon and then I took off back to the hotel and, and you know came back on Friday. Well, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. I came back on, I forgot about that. I came back to watch the quals on because I forgot they had the four o'clock line on Thursday. And so again, I didn't have anything to do because my wife wasn't with me and I was like, well, what should I do? So I, I came back just to see who was around. I, I ran into Spanky Brooks on the way out and I uh, just watching Ken Raina shoot. Um, and there was nobody around. I was going to leave because there wasn't that many people there. And then all of a sudden, Dwayne shows up and Calvin shows up with Janet. And so we start talking and and then John showed up and we just had a little group and we you know, we, we stood there for an hour and a half and just kind of watched people shoot and caught up and it was, it turned into a kind of a nice evening. <laughs> so it was good. Sometimes the practice ranges is, is like where it's at. Like it's a good time just chilling oh, yeah. and talking and shooting yeah. for sure. All right, yep. Mr. Martin, you're up. Uh, me and the wife left Thursday morning. It's about six hours for us up to Lancaster. And uh, we drove, we left here about 7.30 or so got up there about 1 o'clock walked in got registered you know got all the registration stuff done uh went to the restaurant eat lunch just kind of you know i don't like to drive and then try to shoot it's just i feel like i got jet lag and so we went and grabbed a bite to eat right there inside spooky nooks good restaurant right inside the convention center we just stayed there and or eat there but about, uh, seemed like once we got there, everybody kind of piled in. Calvin and Janet showed up, and we seen Jared Mullis and his uh, Ken Rainus and Aaron Shellnut. Them guys all came in. And, you know, about an hour and a half later, I kind of moseyed over to the practice range. Really didn't shoot a lot, to be honest with you. Didn't shoot good. Just for whatever reason, everything was left. And I kept backing my plunger off. I'm like, well, it's just got to be the lighting. So I went from the right-hand side of the practice range all the way down to the end. And when I got to the end, everything was shooting right. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> yep, it figures. <laughs> so I just kind of left it back where it was. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of messed around for a couple, three hours there that evening and then grabbed a bite to eat for supper and then went back to the house with uh, the six or eight of us that was staying in the house. So, you know, the first day for me was kind of really nothing. Cause I hadn't shot a line. Uh, I hadn't shot on the line under artificial lighting since Lancaster two years ago, which was the last wow. Lancaster. Yeah. And I just, you know, my local club has really made it hard to because they don't have heat and as cold as we've been this year you know by the time you get there build a fire you've, you're done shooting or you end up shooting in a big heavy coat which is just a disaster so you know i just shoot here at the house most of the time when i practice but then went back to the house and went over friday morning 
Do you guys still have that like big wood stove in the middle then? Uh, it's kind of off to the left. When you walk okay. in the range, it's over in the left corner. Well, that's been like that for a long time. Way wow. too long. And I offered, get this, I offered to put a heat system in the building and at cost. And some of the old timers didn't want to do it. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't get they it. Will- they want to log, log around the split firewood and split it yeah. themselves then, whatever. Well, and they probably need, right. yeah, I don't know. You know, I need to break it to you guys. It was 78 degrees today and sunny in Miami, so. I'm going to delete. Let's remove him from the from the group right now. <laughs> yeah. It was thir- 36 today. It was T-shirt weather, man. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. today up here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. it was. Yeah, up in Pennsylvania, anything above like 32 to 35, people start wearing shorts and t-shirts. It's, it's, well, yeah. it's it, you get used to that 20 degrees and then they pop off with 36 or something. It's like yeah, your body gets used to that coldness and then you get to pop off the yeah, yeah. It's all relative. The white beaters and <laughs> all right, John. You're up, Mr. Demmer. Uh yeah, my first day started off similar to, to Dwayne's, left early in the morning. Um, except for you know, I still have some hair on my head, so I had to get my hair cut first on <laughs> the way down. <laughs> but I had to get the hair cut done, got that done, got down, mm, I don't know, like 2 o'clock-ish. Uh, caught some of the 4 o'clock line and hit the practice range. Uh, brought brought my spare bow with me and a, a good handful of arrows and tried to do a little tuning for the backup bow and see how that would work out. Um, was going to get one set up with, with an Easton fat arrow because they paid, but just yeah, that, work. Yeah, I just couldn't get that thing to work that well. Um, so I just set it up the same as my go-to bow with the same arrow. Ended up being almost identical crawl, identical tune. So it worked out that way. But uh, yeah, shot around the practice range for I don't know three hours, something around there. Um, did the archery abroad thing. Uh, shot what? Six, how many arrows is that? Eight. 16 18 18 uh, arrows 18, 18 arrows 18 arrows live feed um so i got a little bit of practice in that way uh, then we went out to shogun man had some uh sushi and hibachi um you know there's what seven no nine eight nine of us i think there was nine of like us that. i got nine showered in sake yeah yeah the uh the hibachi chef just dumped it all over frank no. <laughs> so like, now, like, all right, I'm cutting him off. I'm cutting him like off. He's like, no, and it's like, I'm like, I'm like, going like this. I'm just, I'm down in it. I'm, I'm drinking. It's going down, and I'm like doing this, and the guy just keeps going, and I'm like, he heard all going? about your gargling skills, so he just kept going at it, and then I had to finally be like, pull away, and. and Peter uh, Nugent was with us, and he was just like, "Yep, you just got showered with sake right down your shirt." But yeah, we ate with the third coolest Nugent in Vegas. Um, <laughs> was it <laughs> Daniel Chen and Akron and uh, the Yosts? The Yosts um, and the, the Wongs. Yeah, in the Wongs, that was yeah. it was a good time. That was the anyway. end of my first first day. All right, good good deal. So we watched you shoot, Frank. What's that? So we went over and watched you shoot for a little bit. I struggled. I struggled. Yeah, we left before we catch any bad habits. 
Yeah. Oh, get out of here. My form was like, we made a video. We made a video with what not to do. Oh, get out of here. You're full. Of it. I'll be honest with you though. Like I honestly did not shoot terrible considering the changes. So, but thanks for noticing Dwayne. Now I'm removing you from the podcast. <laughs> Block. Um, no, I'll tell you though, listen, you guys got lucky because because I shot with um Ken Rannis and yes. he came out on fire and he shot well this weekend. Uh, a shout out to Ken because he really did shoot well, kept himself in like a, a good he had a rough second half, but in qualifications, but like he's like on the cusp of of all the time. I swear that guy, he's always on the cusp of like just shooting amazing. Well, um, I think he's he's finished top eight, I think twice now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, not since I've been around, but maybe before. Yeah, um, um, but he's a shooter. Maybe not. No question. Yeah, yeah, he's finished Definitely top eight twice, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ken's. He's he, he's you know he he knows how to shoot a bow. He's good. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about day two. There's a lot going on at Spooky Nook. There's a lot going on with the classic. There's there's plenty of stuff to see and do and and stuff like that. So let's. What does your day two look like? I'm assuming day two is your shooting day for qualifications. Um, what's your practice look like? That's actually a question we already have. Is you know how did you guys prepare the day of to get ready for your qualifications? Because all three of you shot super awesome qualification scores. So you know, well, if you ask Demer, it was okay, but whatever right. it's just okay yeah whatever um why don't why don't you guys run us through what your practice your first day of competing and what your practice was like literally from the moment you woke up go ahead lee so i got up and and i i was shooting the four o'clock line so um i got up and i try not to try not to keep up with what everybody's doing on call day um just because it gets in my head it doesn't matter what they do so um you know, I try to stay away from that. I, I went out to, to Spooky Nook around maybe one o'clock. I generally don't practice that much on, on qual day. I mean, I've always been kind of a believer that if my, if my, my rig is tuned, um, I'm not going to learn anything that day that I don't already know, you know, and, and, you know, I, I like to shoot some arrows to stay loose because there's definitely the loose factor. So I, I got into the practice range and I maybe shot, I don't know, 30 arrows. 40 arrows not very many um and that was around two o'clock and then i kind of went and just relaxed and wandered around talked to a few people you know just kind of tried to stay loose and then i got back into the practice range um just before my line i saw the time how the timing was going and i got in there and shot just a couple of ends um you know as close as i could to my qual time and then you know i went over and, and got ready to shoot and that's pretty much what i always do i don't spend a lot of time shooting tons and tons of arrows a day i gotta shoot all right, perfect. Um, what about your qualification? Like just, just oh yeah. So just walk us through like what your your round was like. First half, second half, lighting. You know, did you make changes? Did you not make changes? Stuff like that. I, um, I didn't have to make many changes. I I got up there, and that's another thing I don't really do. I don't I don't mess with my plunger a lot because I know lighting changes. But you know, I I learned years ago from the practice ranges to the north side or the one side, you know, on, on, I guess the north side of the building to the south side, the lighting is different on every range, depends on where you're at. 
So I've never been big on chasing, you know, chasing stuff with my plunger. It's always been close enough. If I need to aim off, I'll just aim off a little bit. Um, I've never been so far off the dot that I, I couldn't do that pretty well. So I tend to do that because I, I don't like to mess with my gear. Once I got it shooting straight, I like to keep it shooting straight, you know, unless it's, you know, something's really out of whack. So anyways, I shot my first round. I did pretty good. I shot a 71 in the first round, which, you know, was pretty decent. Um, I did. It was a weird weekend. I felt like I was fighting for every point. Um, I was shooting pretty well, but it just felt like it wasn't very fluid. So um, I wasn't all that relaxed while I was shooting this week. And, um, but I did okay. So that's good. I struggled a little more in the second round. Um, but, you know, it all came out okay. And I knew I had a pretty good score. I was hoping to do better. But, um, you know, I wound up with a 34. And that's a pretty strong score. I knew I'd be in a good position. So um, I, I was pretty happy with it. All right. Perfect. Thanks, man. All right, Dwayne. Tell us the uh, goods, man. Yeah, I shot the eight o'clock line Saturday morning. Uh, we got up at five thirty. Uh, kind of messed around for a little bit. Uh, eat a bowl of oatmeal and a banana, and then we drove over to Spooky Nook. And I went to the practice range. I shot probably fifteen, maybe twenty arrows. They were still shooting left. Go to the other end. They shooting right. So it was all about the lighting for me. Once the qualification started, I shot on the left side the front side of spooky nook and you walk down i shot bell 62 oh, okay mm -hmm. so you're on the which like, is on you the walk side. into the range on the left side i was on the yeah. left okay and yep. the left has much better lighting than yeah, the right you know the right hand side where you don't have that solid back wall or the yep. left hand side the right hand side doesn't have the solid back wall and it's a bunch of lighting behind it yeah. i didn't shoot great on the right hand side the left-hand side, I started out shooting. My first arrow for practice was an 11. I'm like, perfect. My, my left and right was good. My first, uh, my first practice end, I shot a 30. My second practice end, I shot like a 29 or something. <laughs> then we started scoring, and I thought I was shooting good. I knew I was keeping up with Leo. I was kind of comparing Leo and uh, – uh, Joe Kim, I was keeping up with them too, as far as score wise, I thought. And then when we added everything up at the end, or after the first end, it was uh, a 275. And I was happy with that. That's a good solid score for me. That's all I got in me. I just, you know, that's just about it. And then the second half, I went to the bottom and it really started feeling good. I mean, that bottom target just felt like it was almost like shooting out of a tree stand. I mean, it was just it was just so good. And everything was clicking a little better, not as much tension in my left shoulder. And when I got done, I had shot a 280 and still had a 24 with a 280. So, you know, that really was on track to be a good, you know, a really good score for me. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. Um, huh. 280, how many 11s did you have, just out of curiosity? I think I had seven, I think. Yeah. I think I had oh, 11 okay. total that day. Uh -huh. I think I had 11. But so anyhow, that second half was real friendly to you. It was very good. There seems yeah, to be a little bit of good. a trend with that, a little bit of a yeah. trend. Lee, did you start top or did you start bottom? Yeah, I started on the bottom and I shot better on the bottom. I struggled when I went to the top. 
Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. It seems to be multiple shooters that I have talked to. Um, that's been a trend, but all right, Dwayne, yeah, yeah. anything else, any changes you made, anything else that you want to, you want to talk about for your day one qualifications? No day one for me. Like I say, uh, top was okay. Bottom was much better. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, even the bottom just felt better. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good deal, Mister Demmer. Day one, talk us through it. Uh, yes. Uh, what time did I get there? Oh, like nine, nine ish. Um, I chose to shoot the the noon line. Um, it's usually what I normally shoot. I don't like to wake up super early, and I don't like to stay up super late shooting. So I just try to pick middle of the day if I can because uh, that's just works better for my strengths uh sleeping habits and whatnot um got to the practice range well probably about 9 30 10 by the time i stopped see how everybody's making out um practice range was getting a little bit crowded but not not too crowded i could find a spot no problem uh shot for oof, i don't know maybe an hour laid down probably you know, 40 50 arrows just trying to Work on feeling on the form and whatnot. Um, had one of their uh, chicken Caesar wraps, like 11, 1130. Um, and that was about it. And hit the hit the qual rounds. Um, started at the top of the target. Um, in the after, like, it, it seems to be, if you sign up Thursday and Friday, you're going to shoot, like, with, with Dwayne on the left-hand side. And then... Uh, I think for the most part, if you sign up or yeah, Thursday and Friday morning, um, those lines don't fill up that much. So they try to stick everybody on the same side. Um, but if you shoot in the afternoon or, or midday on Friday, the last, I don't know, two, three times that we've shot it, we were on uh, the right-hand side. So shot the right-hand side, shot down pretty far, far down there. Um, it's nice because it's right next to the porta potties for, you know, all the old people that don't have much of a, strong bladder it's just you know <laughs> 30 foot walking and you got the, the nice uh indoor bathroom um so sort of the top target top target was uh not the best for me um i had trouble seeing for whatever reason i don't know if it's just because i chose to eat late uh because in the morning i just had a protein shake and that was it and maybe the food just didn't kick in right away or or what or maybe it was just the way the light was hitting and stuff, but had a hard time seeing. Um, you shot opposite side though, so let's just make note of that. You shot when you walk into the range, you shot the right side. Yeah, on the right hand side. Yep. So um, just to explain to everyone the right side, like Dwayne was saying, behind the targets, there's like a mezzanine that's above it, and there's lighting that's set back versus on the side that Dwayne shot. There's a straight wall, floor to ceiling, and then you know the lights there. So. Right. Much different lighting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty different. You could see it. Yeah, it's weird. It was clear, clearly different. Yeah. Yes. But it was weird. It was weird. Like you know, I, I don't know if it's just vision problems starting to creep in a little bit, or just the way the lighting was. But uh, I had a hard time seeing my arrow on top. Um, struggled a little bit. Uh, I started out with the first four ends of. I shot 25, 25, 25, 25 on the first four ends. I'm like, ooh, okay. Are we going to make the cut today? <laughs> that was my first thought was like, after the first one, you know, you make three good shots, but they're not hitting. And I think it was just a lot of just not seeing the arrow right. And I just catch glimpses of the arrow and not like the whole 
you know, a solid crisp arrow and uh, made good shots. And there were 25 and the person keeps the score like, oh, simple math today. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, let's try to make this a little bit harder for you. <laughs> but that's the way that the, <laughs> the first one was going. I don't know. I shot like four or five 25 ends, maybe even more. I don't know. On that first half, shot like a 268. So I had a couple good ones in there, but a lot of, uh, a lot of subpar stuff, but good shots. They just weren't connecting. And then, uh, then we switched to the bottom. Um, like I said, I don't know if I ate early enough or just lighting or didn't eat early enough and it was lighting. And then the second half was just like money. Um, I think I had like one so-so end, but the rest were pretty good. Shot a 285 on the bottom. Um, was seeing everything way clearer. Uh, and they just, they were hitting right behind the arrow the second half. Um, so finished up pretty, pretty decent. Um, I don't think we're ever truly satisfied with the way we shot, but you know, throw up a 550 plus, call it good. You know, you know, you're going to be sitting pretty decent for, um, eliminations on the first match anyway. Um, not going to have a super easy match, but you're going to have one that you might get away with some things here and there. So, you know, overall was fairly happy. Then, uh, then we did the little, uh, target panic barebow seminar afterwards. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, kind of enjoyed that. Got yelled at by a compound shooter for like whispering under our breath, like 60 feet away, but you know, whatever (laughs) it is. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) You guys, uh, funny funny story there. I I won't name names, but (laughs) (laughs) that we won't, we won't, we won't put out, but a, a literally, literally like a two foot voice, like, like, like a, librarian type voice but yes there so there was a, a seminar going on for four <laughs> hours and and someone was not um happy that i think you were talking to somebody very library voice-ish and like literally got up and came over and was like can you guys please be quiet i can't hear um type deal and then we all kind of just looked at each other like what really but that just happened but, uh, but anyway moving on but anyway that was, I think that went over pretty decent. Um, you know, typical seminar, Frank. Talk, 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 talk. Somebody so, has to because you not much info, not much info coming out of that. Just a lot of talking. Yeah, go back to episode <laughs> forty-seven. Here, and you can, you guys can watch that because. But uh, it was good. Charge. It was good. Um, it was it, good. It does it does zap some energy from from the classic, you know, from that, the shooting day, but you know, it's always well worth it if it helps anybody. Um, and I think right after that, I think I hit the practice range for about an hour. Um, just work on shot feeling and form and, and whatnot. And then we all went out to eat somewhere. We just went to the restaurant up there, didn't we? Oh yeah. 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 We ate at the local, the local one there. Yeah. Um, right in the Clifton you know, palette or whatever center. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Frank had a massive. What did you have a burger? Oh my gosh, it was huge. I <laughs> did not expect that at all. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't chop up Betsy. I mean, it was the whole cow. <laughs> 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 Just put it right on a bun. <laughs> but had a good time there. Um, got to eat with uh, who do we eat with? Eric and yeah, Wong's and Wong's and there's somebody else. Was there somebody else? I can't remember. I think that was it. That might be it. That might be it for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
Yep. It was Brenda, okay. Tracy, Eric, and Elton. Yep. Okay. Everybody so, yeah, else that was... bailed on us. <laughs> they bailed yeah, on They're lost. They're lost. <laughs> anyway. Or their, or their win, I guess, depends on how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was your, that was pretty much your, your day two end of qualification. And you guys, you know, we sit there, we wait, we'll watch. I'll be honest with you. I was sitting there watching. I was like, we were sitting there at dinner and I was like, there is no way that I'm going to, because I had no idea to even get close to it. Ended up only missing the cut. So the cut was lower. It was definitely lower than it's been in years past. It um, was. Yeah. Not yeah. that much though. A little bit. Uh, not five much. points, five seven or 10 points. Maybe seven points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not a not a lot, but it was still lower. Yeah, um, but we're sitting there watching, and we're you know watching scores filter up and stuff, and so that's your standard you know procedure. You watch that night, and then what happens is you make the cut, and then eventually an email goes out to you and gives you your target assignment for the next day. And if you look on the Archers app, and for those of you who are, again haven't come to the classic or you're not familiar with it the archers app is uh r c h e r z and you can like it'll show you eliminations and everything so then we go to day three and this is saturday this is head-to-head -head matches this is cumulative score over four ends um lee this was your this was your time so you hit your first elimination match. Who was it, and how did it go for your day three at this point? Well, um, day three, those are a little, for me, a little bit different because they start early at eight. So I'm up early, and I like to be – I'm one of those guys that I'm awake as soon as my feet hit the floor. But if I got to shoot early, I, I get up an hour early because I want to be wide awake and have two cups of coffee. I want it to feel <laughs> like the middle of the damn day when I get there, you know. So I've always done that and so yeah I, I got up early I had coffee I had I had breakfast and um you know I got out to Spooky Nook around 6 6 30 um something like that pretty early got in and got on the practice range and just you know not really shooting for a lot of volume but um usually what I do is is like John was saying before is I'm just getting the feel just shot feel because I you know aim is one thing I can I can compensate for stuff but I want to make sure all the muscles feel right and you get that shot feel and it's kind of a slow build up that I do and I just want to draw it out as long as I can and just make sure that it's a consistent feel so that's kind of what I did and I did that off and on until um you know, it was probably 7.30 when I picked up my bow and headed over to the range um, for eliminations. And I shot against uh, Peter Wen, the, uh, my first round. And um, no, I'm sorry, I, I shot against um, uh, Peter Sweeney. Uh, I think he was 56 or whatever in my first round. And um, he's pretty new. We talked, he was kind of nervous and, you know, and I was like, you know, just tell him it's, it's all right. It's it just, just arrows, just stand up there and shoot him, you know? And so it was kind of nice. We had a good time. We had a great foursome. We had, I mean, like I said, Dwayne was right next to me and the eight of us, we were just laughing and having a great time. So it was kind of, kind of interesting, but um, the first round was, it was, you know, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was pretty easy. Um, I won, I won pretty handily. It wasn't too big of a deal. 
Um, and then I shot against Peter Wen, and I had a couple of bad arrows. I shot good ends, but I had I just pulled a couple and you know wound up with scores that I didn't like. So we wound up tied, I think, at 104 or something like that, which you know, not bad shooting, but we wound up tied. And we had the same 11 count, and the same 10 count, and everything. So we had a one arrow shoot off, which I won, thank God, because I last time I shot the same thing happened to me, only I lost an 11 tiebreaker to Jeff Roy in the third round a couple of years ago, which was just decimated me. I couldn't believe I didn't make the final because I felt like I was shooting great that year. Um, yeah, so I won. Uh, so I advanced on that round and then I shot against uh, in the third round, a guy named Aaron Shea. And he's a pretty, he shot some pretty good arrows, but he, he was a bundle of nerves. Um, and I don't think it helped that I, the very first arrow of that end, we get up there for the very first end and I dropped an 11 on the first shot. And I think his, he, he shot way right. And then his second shot hit the two ring. He was just a bundle of nerves. And I wound up with a 30, I think on my opening end or something, 29 or a 30. And, and so he was like, Oh, I saw your arrow. And I go, I told him, I said, don't watch my arrows. <laughs> Trust me. So, um, but then he kind of limbered up and he, and he did pretty good. So it's, uh, you know, it was a little bit closer towards the end, but I, I walked, you know, I won that and, and, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I'm thinking to myself, the first year my wife didn't come. I'm here just kind of by myself kicking around and wow, I made it to the finals. This is going to be awesome. I didn't know what place I would be in, you know, because I had qualified in ninth and um, I'd shot some pretty good scores and I know it's cumulative. So I didn't know exactly where I was going to land, um, you know, but I knew I was somewhere where I wanted to be in the top 10 or near the top 10 anyways, which is generally a pretty good seating. Um, the way they do the brackets, it's not bad to be, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's a pretty good spot to land in usually. So, and I benefited from that. I don't know. I don't know who there was an upset earlier on because I wound up shooting them. I started in the nine position, and um, uh, Pete Sweeney was fifty six, and then um, Peter Wen was, I think, twenty four, and then Aaron Shea, the third guy, he had qualified like fortieth. So there was an upset somewhere, and I wound up with you know a pretty big bracket which worked out good for me because it didn't yeah. always work. First couple of years, I ran into Grayson Partlow in the first round and or second <laughs> round, and then I ran into Mike Fisher the next year in the second round. And those, those were short classics for me, but <laughs> this year it worked out for me, you know? So, you know, I yeah. did. Yeah. Aaron shot pretty good his first two matches. Um, yeah. He got really good actually. Yep. Yep. Okay. So it was good. All right. Well, before we won't get into the finals discussion, we'll let, let's get through qual our uh, eliminations and then we'll come back around. All right, Lee. Yeah, absolutely. So Dwayne, I guess that brings mm -hmm. us to you. Um, how did your, what were day three, how did your day three kind of get going? Um, and how did your elimination matches go? I got up about the same time, about five 30, got over spooky nook, shot just a few arrows and they was shooting, you know, just, kind of so-so uh got up to the first elimination and i always thought it would be really cool to go into that day in first place and let me tell you that's not the place to be <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's in 64th he has nothing to lose yeah. and everything to gain yeah and we start off shooting and i did not like that right hand side i wasn't mm -hmm. shooting good I was, it was high left. It was eight, you know, eight position. And I look at this guy, he walks up, he's about 70 ish 
shooting a little bitty skinny aluminum Eastern arrow from, <laughs> you know, an old Eastern arrow. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to beat this guy to death. You know, just thinking that. <laughs> well, that was not the right thing to think either. And, you know, I shot the practice end. I shot a 31 on the practice end. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't even going to shoot number two practice end. And I didn't. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> we took off. <laughs> we took off on the first, and I shot a 23. Uh. I'm like, oh, no. And he shot a 27. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be the only guy in history that goes out <laughs> on the first <laughs> This is going to be, and you know, a 75-year-old guy is going to eliminate me shooting aluminum arrows. It could have been worse. It could have been Trevor with a wooden arrow. Yeah, don't even, listen, I might tell you a story about Jared, and he's actually watching right now, but yeah. you guys... Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you about Jared. But uh, so the first end was like a 23 to 27 and then like a 26 to 28. Him again. And then I finally shot like a 28. And he shot a 28. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get eliminated. This is going to be bad. <laughs> and I pull up my first arrow in the third end. I shoot like a seven. And I mean, I just can't get out of my own way. And I try not to look at what he shoots. He sh his first arrow is an eleven. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna, you know. I guess by the grace of God, he missed the target. Oh, really? And shot a four. So he like eleven zero four, and mm. I beat him. No joke, by two points. True story. It's right there. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah so a little story on bob bob bob's a super nice guy he only started barebo not, not that long ago maybe a year or two he took our um he's from upstate new york he took the seminar at first flight and i met him down there shooting a bow that like like you're <laughs> you're spot on with your description of what he's shooting but he's dangerous like there's yes, moments he where he is just lights out lights out it's crazy and yeah. then you know and i think there's some lack of experience there because he never shot he this is his first year really shooting competitions yeah so uh, you know he's an older gentleman but like this he is, is his first super year nice guy. Yeah, Robert super nice guy and like he's super into rubbed you, you out of the spooky <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> yeah so you got yeah. through bob you got through I mr wall 103 to 90 yeah. Then things and, get dicey, don't they? Don't they, Dwayne? They get dicey. Oh, they do. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> it was crazy. And then I number two guy was Steve Oakley. And I mean everybody knows Steve and he's a good solid shooter. Oh yeah. You know, you ain't gonna fall asleep on that guy and beat him. Uh -uh. Well, we tied with a one ten. Hmm. And I had four X's and I think he had two. That's tough. So we didn't have to do a shoot off. I I beat him on the X count. Right. Yeah. And then my third place guy was Robbie Weisinger. And I mean, Robbie, dang, he was killing it. Yeah. And the last three arrows, he shot 11, 11, zero. So this is for Robbie right now. Um, We're going to show this so everyone can see it, Robbie. 
we're we're gonna remind him because he's a little salty. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I've been coaching Robbie for the last like month and a half, and he knows. You know, he was he was on fire. He was in he a was really good headspace. He He's was. going to be a, a force to be reckoned with as we move forward in bear. Yes. But anyways, Dwayne, you pulled it out, dude. Yes. Somehow I got past those three guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and that's where I got eliminated last year was my third guy. And his name, I think, was Daniel. He's from over in uh, – he lives the same place Cynthia lives. Oh. Daniel Bellotti. Pilates. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He beat yeah. me by one or two points last year and eliminated me from the top eight. Yeah, he's a solid shooter. He's always shooting five forties to five sixties. He's yeah, like really he's good. A good. Solid shooter. Yep. Yep. And last year when I fought against him, when I shot against him, I shot like a thirty-two and a thirty-one or a thirty-two again. And I mean, I, I had him down by like seven points. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I, I've got him. <clears throat> and then I threw up a 23. <laughs> there goes those seven points. <laughs> there goes those seven points. He shot like a 29 or a 30. And then, I, you know, we was 29 or 30 on the last one. And he beat me by one or two points. But, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, right. What do you do? All right. So that was, that was Dwayne's elimination. Dwayne, you – you survived and beat out some some pretty stellar competition little dark yeah. horse and missed and bob but you know you still you you push through so that brings us to 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 demer um why don't you walk us through your elimination round um and how it went well that's uh i mean kind of like Dwayne, you know he, if you make the final stage you got to be good but you also have to be lucky too i mean I shot two pretty solid matches and then one kind of iffy one. And just, I ran, I shot an iffy one at the right time. Uh, if I shot it any other time, might not be shooting, Lost. you know, might not have been kept going. Um, yeah, you're that's, 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 that's happened in the past. You know, it's, you shoot a couple good ones and you're going to shoot one. that's kind of not as good. And, and you just got to hope that, you know, you just kind of get lucky on that end. Um, my first match, um, Michael Davenport, uh, really nice guy. Um, I shot pretty decent. I, I shot like a 115 the first one. Yep. Um, he shot okay. I mean, for him, he it was okay. He he was he wasn't too upset about it. Um, so that that match wasn't too too bad. Um, the second match, I think uh, John Kittle, Kittle Knittle. Knittle. I, I, Kittle, I think I, it is. It's K N, but I. I yeah, yeah. I. I I'm not sure how to pronounce it 100%. So I just call him super nice John. guy. Yeah, yeah, really nice guy. Um, and that was the match that was kind of iffy for me. We both didn't, uh, he, he started out pretty decent. I think got to the second end or maybe, maybe second end. We were about tied. Yeah. Um, wasn't, wasn't shooting super great. I think we, I ended up pulling that one out kind of handily towards the end because he just, he made a couple of mistakes at the very end. Um, I shot like a 104 on that one. Yeah, he that was kind of my. Yeah, he he shot. He didn't have a very good like last end. Um, 
Uh, last one, I uh, shot against Winker. Um, Winker came out. He came out firing. <laughs> oh, he shot like a 29 or a 30 the first end, and I smacked a couple arrows, and I ended up shooting like a 28, I think, something like that. Um, and then I went on to shoot, you know, the last – the next two ends pretty good. I think I shot like 29, 29, somewhere around there, and, and built up a pretty good lead. And uh, the last end is just, just aim in the middle and just shoot a good shot. Don't worry about aiming hard or, you know, trying to shoot for 11s. Just try to shoot for gold and just make, well, easy executed shots. And I think I shot, I don't know what it was, 24 or something, 26 or something, and, and made, moved on there. I think I shot like a 114. 114, yeah. But All right. you know, that, was the, that was the end of that one. I mean, just like the story of most people who – who go on into the final matches is just a little bit of skill and some little bit of luck mixed in. Some if luck you, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you guys just before we go, because a lot of people really struggle through the elimination matches, including some experienced, you know, relatively experienced shooters. If you could give people some advice, just one, just just pick one thing, you know, one thing. Let's go around the table here. Start with Lee. What would you? What would your advice be for just dealing with the elimination matches? Lee, go ahead. Um, I you know I would tell people that forget that they're elimination matches and just shoot like you're shooting a regular round. You you can't you can't shoot against someone, and I think that's where people fail is they're trying to beat their opponent, and you got to treat it more like golf. It's just you against the course. And if you do well, you're going to, you're going to come out on top and you just got to keep putting them in there. And, and that, that's what I always do. I forget that I'm shooting against anyone. I just look at the dot and I'm, I might as well be at my, you know, Tuesday night league. I just, I just shoot at the target. And if I do everything right, um, you know, I know most of the time I'm going to come out on top if I do it right, you know, I so I keep great. everything else out of my head. Perfect. Dwayne, how about yourself? You know, I'm right there with Lee. I mean, it's easy to be shooting against somebody that you know, because, you know, the last the eliminations, everybody in the eliminations deserve to be there. Yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody's a good, solid, tough shooter. They got the middle game down pat for the most part. Uh, you know, if I could give anybody any advice whatsoever, you know, just absolutely trust your shot and, you know, just act like it's, you know, no matter who you're up against, whether you're up against Dimmer or whoever, just don't, you know, don't look at the competition, just shoot your shot. Perfect. Yeah. Good. JD3? Yeah, same. Just shoot for form. Give yourself a chance. If you're not shooting for form, you're not giving yourself a chance. Yep. Take notes, people. Take notes. So, yep. so as we go into – um there's a there's a select few who really need to take notes that we just we talked about this uh afterwards but anyway so we get to the final we got what let's see what happened eight hours eight hours later i was just gonna <laughs> you, you, pulled, you said it so like eight hours later um lee's been on the page for seven hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. they have they have a, a stage set up they give you a practice range which if you on a scale of one to ten, do you guys think that that practice range really truly mimics it or no? No, I don't think it's even close. <laughs> it's nowhere close. Not my eyes. <laughs> no, not your eyes. Okay. So yeah. I thought it, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Not terrible. So, better than shooting in a lit up. Yeah, better than a lit up arena. You're right. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, but it's better than yeah. that because of the spots. But it it um. 
you know, they can't, the one thing that, that always got me or that did get me this past weekend with on the finals range is all of the, the circus that's going on the video in front of you and all, you know, there's so much stuff going on and you can't not see it and they can't replicate that on the, on the range. Now, if you've been there a few times, you know, I mean, John, you know, you're pretty familiar with what the finals range looks like there. So, you know, you're used to it, but if you've never done it before, that's pretty disarming. You get out there and there's all this stuff going on and they can't replicate that on the practice range because it's just the lighting. Now, one thing that was interesting is um, um, the practice range is a lot like my club because we shoot our indoors outdoor. So we have, and we do it at night, of course. So we have lights over the targets and we have lights over the shooters where our shooting lanes are. And then there's space and it's kind of dark. So it's sort of like being there where you, you have two independent lights instead of uniform lighting. So it was funny when I got to the practice range, I was like, hey, this is just like our range in Fort Lauderdale. This isn't bad, <laughs> you know? Um, so it was all right. Uh, how, how much closer did the targets look in the practice range than they did on stage? Oh, they That's look a lot closer. <laughs> is the platform because they get you whatever 14 inches or 12, 14 inches off the ground. Yeah. And, and the, the spots are lower than you think because in your brain, you're like, okay, they're in the center of that big 52 inch butt. So that's like, you know, we're shooting at like the center of my chest or whatever. That's not bad. And then you get up on the platform and you're like, wow, I'm like shooting downhill. <laughs> These things are really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they, look, they looked a lot farther to me on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on stage yeah. than they did the yeah, no, I agree. And It's weird because you gotta, <laughs> like Dwayne said, you gotta trust your shot. You know, you gotta have faith in the fact that they're, you know, 18 meters and you just put it up where it needs to be and let it go. Cause if you, yeah. if I tried to judge that, Oh, oh I'd have shot. I mean, I shot high as it was. I'd have shot. I'd have, I might have missed the damn paper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, so Lee, I mean, it, that's a great segue into, into your experience because you came out, um, Let's see here. I actually had it pulled up and my phone went out. So you came up in the seventh spot and you shot against Jared to start. Yeah. So shout out to CD Archery, a couple of CD shooters right up there in seven and eight. Um, you know, Jared. So this is where Jared is going to get a little bit of airtime with the podcast. Jared was in this first match against Trevor Fielder. Trevor made the, the top 64 for shooting a wood bow and wood arrows, Jared, um, and came up against Jared and Jared got into like his last one or two ends and we're standing back there and I'm talking, I think I was talking to Matt. We, we might've been recording at one point and Jared had to run back to the bathroom. He's like, he goes, I'm going to lose to a longbow shooter and blah, blah, blah. And he's like negative Nancy. Oh, like, yeah. He is just yeah, going to town. And I walked up to him. I mean, I knew who I knew Jared, but I like we never officially met. But I walked up to him and I, I looked right at him. I said, dude, I go, you are in the wrong frame of mind right now because you keep talking that way. You are going to lose. So either turn it around and stop sucking or just walk away because you're talking yourself out of winning right now. And yeah. wouldn't you know. He goes up, pulls the match out, and then wins straight through and makes the top eight. So let that, and uh, you know, I'm not telling that as a lesson to to Jared. Jared knows it's for everyone else. Don't let yourself go down that negative rabbit hole because if you do, your scores are going to go down right with it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you guys come head to head, and let me tell you, you two not only did you put on a show, but like you guys were funny and like it was just. <laughs> 
perfect. The whole thing was perfect. It was almost like it could have been scripted if you guys were actors. It was just that entertaining. So, um, but anyway, so you you get through Jared, and then yeah. you come to I think it, a fan favorite, really, Paul Donahue, who who are yeah. uh, John and I. I just called you Joe because I looked at your name. Because it says average <laughs> Joe in the Zoom. That's that's um, a that's that's an internet like reference because you know we always get hate as competition archers that yeah, we're just yeah, yeah. average. There's so many people that are much better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's about that right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. You're like, yeah, there's a bunch of scuttlebutt about that. So Paul Donahue comes up and Paul shoots with us like um, John and I see him pretty frequently he is one of the nicest guys ever um you know tell us about your match paul oh, excuse me paul is super nervous um but tell us a little bit about your match with paul yeah he he was he came out and i could tell by his walk that he was nervous now i knew the name i'd seen his name but i'd never met him and i really wasn't sure who he was so because he wasn't i don't i don't even remember if he was in the in the practice uh, area when I was over there early I don't remember seeing him because everyone wasn't there so we go out and you know of course Jared and I shoot and then Paul Donahue and I'm thinking what is who is this and I hear he comes and I'm like oh wow it's an older guy I'm like okay I'm like that's all right well he's pretty good because you know he oh, made yeah. the top eight so clearly he can shoot it doesn't matter if yeah, he's an older guy but he was looking around and I could tell he was nervous and it just, they, you know, they, they started talking, you know, John's talking to him. Hey, get up there. You want to shoot, you're going to shoot second, you know, the rep. And uh, he was nervous as hell. So I was like, all right, well, you know, and I, and I, I felt pretty good at that point. Cause I, you know, just got through Jared and, and um, it was kind of settled down and used to looking at the target and everything like that. So um, yeah, you know, it went pretty well. And my, my shooting got a little bit better during that round and, and, I think Paul was just really nervous. And I think that got a hold of him in a big way. Paul um, is here. He is a sleeper all the time. Um, yeah. He's super well. He's super consistent. He shoots a little bit of a strange hook. In case you guys yeah. didn't notice in the videos and in the pictures, he shoots with his his finger. His yeah. Finger That's, yeah. 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 I don't think that finger bends. That's why he shoots that way. Oh, okay. he, sh he shot Olympic archery the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> Back in the day. So I talked to Paul after he got off the stage and uh, I see him walking out and I obviously knew that he didn't move on. I'm like, Hey, what happened? He's like, he's like, I, I he's like, I, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> my toes started shaking so bad. He's like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, but he, he kind of stole the show um, with his comment about like referencing Tim Strickland. Paul's the yeah. oldest competitor to ever make it on the top eight. Um, he's 79 years old. And he yeah. came right out and said, he goes, this is my new want to. This is what yeah. is keeping me going. And he absolutely loves it. And, and that, like, that speaks volumes for Barebow. It really no, does. It does. Paul, Paul D is like, he can hit 540s normal scoring feet. Of, yeah. I mean, he's he's actually really good for, for his age bracket. He's like, you bet. Really, yeah, I'm sure he dominates his age bracket. Yeah, forget about his age bracket. He's a good shot. I've seen him, you know, in different matches. Like I said, I've never met him, but I was familiar with the name and I see the score. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he can shoot because you see his scores posted when he when he shoots places. So I mean he mm -hmm. can shoot. Yeah. He's definitely a shooter. He's a little disarming though, because if you've never met him and you know he shot a good enough score to get there, and then he comes out and you see he looks like you know someone's granddad and he's gonna give you a Werther's. <laughs> 
you know, candy or something. He's just as original. Nice old guy, you know. You know, you forget that nice old guy can shoot the hell out of that bow. (laughs) So So before before we get, I I do want to move on because we're running pretty long. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk about your match with Leo. Okay, Leo for a young kid has a demeanor about him. Like he was, he was there to win. Oh yeah. Talk about your, Leo. Well, well, let's, let's just say he had, he actually has a legit hit list in his quiver. Does he really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was, I, yeah, he was really, really serious. Um, I was feeling pretty good though when he came up and I, and I knew, I know that he can shoot and I, I, I saw his qual scores and, and I know he's a shooter. Um, When he started hitting that button, I was like, huh. I'm like, that's a good thing. And I'll tell you why. I, this is what I think. I think, you know, if, if, we're, if you're a compound shooter and you can hit the button and actually gain points, good for you. If you're hitting the button on accident, you're thinking about something that's not your shot. I don't care where you're aiming. If you're, you can't not see that little white dot. If you step on the button, you, you can't not see it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't think it's a good thing because let's be honest, I'm not going to hit that. I mean, I might hit it once in a while. You know, John, you're going to hit it once a night. We're not going to hit it, you know, religiously. It's not a regular thing. I mean, the thing's tiny. You know, no one's going to seriously hit it in Barebo. So when he kept hitting, when he kept hitting the button, it it just told me, I said, he's not, he's not a hundred percent into his shot. He's trying to play the game. You know what I mean? And he ought to, I think if he would have just stopped and shot at the center, I might've had a problem. So, you know, and I think a lot of that just comes from experience. And I know he shot a lot in Europe and, and you know, 3D and stuff like that. Lancaster is kind of a different thing. And the format's pretty unique. It's it's an interesting format to go out there. And and um, I think he'd have done better had he just forgot about all the fanfare and just shot for the center, shot for the X. You yes, know, well, he, I don't know. He, he could do that. Oh, this. He shot well, the Eastern Trophy shoot and shot a 562 and literally finished and came on and, and came over to the practice range for the finals. So I did know that. And that's, he's a good shooter. Lights out, <clears throat> not less pressure, but lights out prior to that. So there's probably a good chance that he ran out of the team too. Well, yeah. let, let, let me, uh, let me work off of what Lee said for a minute. Um, okay. Like, cause I had a couple of people ask me why I didn't hit it. And I hit it on my first arrow only because if I'm ever going to dump an arrow, it's going to be the first arrow. Um, <laughs> just in case. And then after that, they're like, well, why don't you keep hitting it? I'm like, because I'm not going to hit that circle, not even on accident, because I'm not worried about dumping shots. I'm worried about hitting the middle. And I don't even want that in the back of my mind thinking, okay, that's still in play. You know, I can still get it if I make a bad shot. I don't want that, that negative um, thought in my head at all. So like, I'm kind of with Lee on this one, even though like you hear the announcers all the time, hit it once around just in case. No, if you if you put that just in case in the back of your my mind, the back of right. your mind, that's gonna open the door for that just in case bad shot. Right. And chances are our just in case bad shot isn't gonna hit that dot anyway. Yeah, exactly. the whole paper. I'd rather I yeah, I'd rather put all my energy in into the to the ten ring. You know, because if I miss the ten ring it's still a nine and I'm okay with that. You know, that, that's where I want my focus to be. And it's just like John said, it's negativity. You know, if you think you need to hit it or you're taking a chance, then what you're doing is you're putting a chance in your in your brain. And I don't need Even that. if it's subconsciously putting it in your head, yeah, it's still it's there. there. Yeah. It's there. I yeah, agree. Why, why chance it? Yeah. 
That's what I agree. And I, and I seriously think if he'd have just forgot about that and got up there and shot his game, um, I think I might've sat down. He opened up with a decent, a decent end on the beginning. Yeah, he did. He did. Or the fourth, even just the, the first four arrows. I remember seeing that the, uh, the 11 on the fourth arrow. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you made it through Leo. Then you came up against some stout competition. He came through Ryan Davis Ryan yeah. shot good. Congratulations, Sam. You came up to Ed Kristofsky. Ed has been around the game. He's another Pennsylvania boy. He owns Archery Zone where John shoots. You know, he's a shooter too. He struggled a little bit through the eliminations, but then you came against the guy in my screen that's sitting above you. So, uh, Mr. Dwayne Martin. <laughs> how, how was it? Coming up against Dwayne, the guy whose name is part of the name on your bow, um, you know, what what went, what was going through your mind? Well, you know, I, I've known Dwayne for, for a long time. We're friends. So um, he doesn't intimidate me very much. So just because, you know, <laughs> we know each other. And, oh, and, and, I, and I do need to go on record is I did beat Dwayne. Now, granted, it was with a long bow, but I did beat him <laughs> in a legitimate match head to head one year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so when he came up, it was funny because I was standing on the podium and, and I was getting kind of tired, but I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. And Dwayne came out and, and he asked me where I wanted to shoot. He goes, are you okay over there? Or do you want to shoot over here? And I said, Dwayne, I've shot on both sides all night. You can shoot wherever you want. It doesn't matter to me. And so he said, okay, well, I'll take this one. And I'm like, great. And it was funny because a lot of people asked me, what were you guys talking about? And I said, well, Dwayne offered to let me shoot wherever I wanted to shoot. And they're like, what? And I go, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, my, why would he do that? I'm like, I don't know. because I don't know. because there, nice there, <laughs> there is a backstory to that. Okay. I well, asked you're coming up here. I hate to admit this. <laughs> I hate to admit this. But uh, I asked you where you wanted to shoot. And if you would have said over there, which is where I was at, right. I would have let you have it. Right. <laughs> because I was shooting better. I was shooting better on the left target. I knew that. I well, I knew you. I knew you were right shooting target. better on the left because you made that comment during the eliminations about shooting on the left side. <laughs> and when you were practicing, you were practicing from the left side in the target. You started on the right. And better on the left. Over. Yeah, I was um, not shooting good on the right. No, I knew that, but I, yeah. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't care. I was like, because I got moved back and forth, back and forth. That's I, right. I and I knew you from both sides. It didn't matter that's to me. Right. You were shooting good from either side, so it couldn't, it wouldn't have mattered to you. But I yeah, hadn't I been out there yet. So it was, it was interesting. And then I, I started. Um, I didn't notice how fatigued I was, I guess, and and because we were, I was after you know past sixty arrows at that point, and we'd been shooting for almost an hour, just about an hour, I guess. Well, probably not quite an hour. Um, you know, and hell, it takes us over three hours to shoot 60 arrows for the qual rounds. And, and so I was trying to get my boat and I just couldn't hold it steady anymore. I'd get up there, I'd get the full draw and anchor. And I was hunching over trying to get my shoulder down. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't get my shoulder low and keep the bow up. It, it just wanted to fall. I was having a hard time holding it up as the match went on. And I was like, well, you know what, I'm just going to get up there and fly by and let it go and use the force and maybe it works maybe it doesn't I don't know <laughs> we'll see I, I was pretty happy at that point I was pretty happy with where I was I mean after after I beat um after I beat Leo I was pretty happy with where I was I would have been very satisfied to get shot down I mean you know 
going winning three matches in a row was I thought was a pretty big accomplishment. Hell, I was happy that I beat Jared. I didn't think I did because I wasn't keeping track of the score. And I asked him after the match because they were talking. He goes, congratulations. I said, I didn't win that. I thought he was farther ahead. And I knew I had a good last end that I made up a lot of points, but I didn't think that I'd overcome him. I wasn't sure. Um, so I was pretty surprised at that, you know, and I would, like I said, I'd have been happy to sit down after Leo. And then I shot really strong against Ryan. So I kind of felt like, well, maybe I got some more left in me. And then after, but by the time, you know, Ed was through, I, I didn't have that much left in my, in my bow arm just to hold it up there. So I did all right. Anyways, you know, it felt good. Dude, dude, you put on a show. I want, you to know, everybody like, you know, John and Dwayne both get a lot of attention. Um, but everybody is raving about the performance. Everybody was rooting for you because they wanted yeah. to see a, a Richard Barker type. Story. I wasn't. I wasn't rooting for you. He had to go. Dwayne's kind of a gentleman, and he's, he's my friend and all, but he might say he was rooting for him, but he <laughs> wasn't either. <laughs> um, people don't, I don't think people realize there's still a game side to this. It's not just, you know, like when you get to this point, it's more than just shooting arrows. There's all kinds of things going on out in that finals range. And that if your eye doesn't pick up on it, it could have an effect on what's happening down, down the road to you. So we come up, you shoot against Dwayne, Dwayne takes the match. Um, you know, you guys joking around Dwayne, why don't you, you know, you don't have to go through end for end unless, unless something specific came up that you want to talk about. But let's talk about your decision coming from the back to the front, if you want to, or to whatever, you know, what was your game plan coming into your, your match with Lee and then moving forward? You know, I watched Lee every time he took on a new opponent and they would bump him off of his podium. They would always move him left or right. And that's the common thing to do. The guy just won. He's very comfortable. He knows the lighting. The thing to do is to move him to the other side. Well, when I walked out, he's on the right-hand side. I watched him shoot against the last five or six and beat most of them pretty decisively. And, I mean, he, he had caught a stride. He was shooting good. And I even told Ken Gerard, we was watching him, I said, man, Lee's on fire. And I said, you know, I told Ken, I said, man, I'm going to have my work cut out for me. I said, I'm going to have to get up there and really focus, shoot good, and in the back, I was shooting the left target butt much better than the right. And when I went out there, I said, I'm going to leave, leave Lee where he's at just to mess with him, just to get in his head a little bit. You know, because every time somebody else come out, they would bump him side to side. I said, I'm shooting left better. I'm going to do that. So I go out, I shoot against Lee. I, I'm fortunate enough to eliminate Lee. Everything was really good. And nobody else knows this. I've only told a person or two. But if you watch the video, when they introduced John, I ease off that left-hand podium because I'm shooting it really good. And I go and I sneak up on the right-hand podium hoping that John is going to come out and run me back to the left. <laughs> but he didn't. I'm like, shoot. He's on to you. But, you know, what's, yeah, what's funny, what's, what's funny uh, is 
what's funny to that is while while Dwayne and Lee are shooting, uh, I think there was like their maybe second and I took a sneak peek to see where Dwayne and Lee were shooting. No. <laughs> and then went back to the practice once I figured out where they were shooting. <laughs> we should be eliminated just for that. The get the games we play. <laughs> no kidding. If people people don't see that stuff, don't know that stuff. And I, I that came up. I saw Dwayne move over. I was like, oh, dirty dog, yeah. <laughs> times over the years whether it's been vegas or louisville and i mean he normally comes out on top uh but we're very comfortable around each other shooting and we normally shoot our best i do when i shoot against john i mean it's just i'm very comfortable shooting with him or against him or whatever and but i kept having in the back of my mind i'm like he's going to throw one off the paper every now and then <laughs> he will throw one off the paper yep. He'll wing one. That's true. Every now and then, it just every now and then. <laughs> and, I'm like, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, I lost the left hand podium, so maybe he'll throw one off the paper, and I'll and I'll slide right in there for my first Lancaster win, and it didn't happen. Not to be. That's that's true. Usually, usually I do blow or. It's like every other tournament. I'll I'll definitely blow it off the paper, but uh, this was a good shoot. I didn't blow any off the paper. <laughs> Might have had a couple arrows that deserved it, but they they stayed safe. <laughs> I remember uh, a number of years ago at Vegas. I was talking with some guys at the club, and I was watching the scores from Vegas. And your in your opening end, it might have been your first shot. You missed second arrow. Second arrow. Yep. arrow completely missed and you still wound up shooting like a 71 or a 72 with it with a miss a complete miss i was like i told you know i was talking to the guys i'm like how how good is this freaking guy i'm like he like gave an arrow away and he still you know comes <laughs> you know I was, overnight i was cocky that year i, I shot a three spot <laughs> it still missed the paper even if it wasn't a three spot <laughs> yeah. i think we all shot a three spot that year didn't we did a lot of I think, us, but i know i did i was shooting I think a three so. spot that year yeah. Yeah. Back when we were shooting much better and more consistent. <laughs> yes. Somehow. So John, you're uh you're standing in the back. Dwayne and Lee are, are are you know going head to head. Um let's let's reverse that. Like let's, go ahead. let's backtrack like five hours. Um go ahead. Go ahead. so yeah, we got done, went, ate, uh then it came back and I I pretty much stayed on the practice range for like three hours. Um, just talking to people, shooting an arrow here and there. Shot, did a little bit of head-to-head matchup with Wessinger. Um, that was fun. Um, shot alongside Ryan Davis for a while. Um, talked to him for a little while. Ken Reynas came over. We talked a little bit. Um, so I just I tried to stay loose most of the time because, man, that's like seven eight hours is like brutal. Um, yes, so I, I got over there about three o'clock or so. Um, yeah, about three and shot for about three hours and came over uh, right around 6.20 or 6.30, came over. Um, but, yeah, even during our during the matches, Lee's, Lee's working, running a steamroller through everybody, um, just kept shooting arrows here and there, um, just trying to stay loose, as loose as I can, because 
it, you know, in the past, um, having shot this before, you know, coming in, coming out last, like you got to hit that, you got to hit it hot, try to hit it as hot as you can. Just like Dwayne, you know, you got to come out fire and like right away, you got to be ready for it. Um, so I yeah. tried to stay as loose as I could, um, try to stay mentally engaged in practice. And even, even if it's just practice, trying to make like every shot count and try to put just a little bit of pressure on, on yourself. So when you get out there, you know, the pressure is going to be there. Cause it's like in front of everybody on YouTube forever. Um, yeah. you're going to get like the same 30, 40 trolls in the comments and, um, you just yeah. want to put out a good show. And so you, you want to come out and hit the ground running and hope that first arrow goes down the middle. Hopefully you got all the lighting figured out and, and whatnot. So that's what I was doing prior to. Yep. Okay. Well, and then. So, yeah. So like the guy, like guy, in, uh, I, I forget his name, but he asked me what I wanted to do with the, with the podium thing. And I said, well, if Dwayne, and like if Dwayne wins, I'm like I want him to shoot over next to the camera, <laughs> the camera that runs back and forth. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to shoot in front of that thing. <laughs> I said if Lee, if if Lee wins, keep him there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was the goal. The other goal was um, I've shot first a few times. I figured out oh, let's let's go second this time, and um, maybe maybe he can stay a little bit more relaxed and dude Dwayne, Dwayne shoots a freaking 11 on first arrow I'm like you gotta be freaking kidding me <laughs> he shoots it I look at him like dang son <laughs> so I hit the I hit the button just in case I dump my first arrow because I don't know how the I don't know how it's going to be you know the first arrow you don't usually my first arrows are they're either going to be left or right or they're going to be low um so I just wanted to make a good strong shot Try not to hit low, but hit the button just in case. And that was the last time I even thought about the button. That, I mean, I thought about hitting that button while we were practicing. You know what? The first arrow might dump a little low nerves or whatnot. And after that, it should be pretty much home free. But first arrow is just like, okay, just make a good solid shot and just get through it. Um, put out that good scout. Make sure all you know left and rights are lined up. And uh, yeah, Dwayne came out blazing. <laughs> He set the tone. I'm like, ah, he's here to come. He's here to play, man. He's here to win it. So let's yeah, just focus. And... Was, I felt like it was my year to win it. I really did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just focus and make it shot. Oh, it wasn't. Dude, it, it's, it was close. It, I mean, we I mean, two points, man. We're like, it's it's one arrow. Like, yeah. okay, who's who's yeah. gonna shoot the seven and who's gonna shoot the eleven? It, that's pretty right. much what it's always gonna come down to. Um, it might not even be seven eleven. It might be like, who's going to shoot the seven? Who's going to hit the nine? Um, and, uh, yeah, the first, the first end was pretty cool. Dwayne came out like just smoking and, uh, I forget what you shot. He shot like a, uh, 11, 10, seven or something like that. I think yeah. 11, 10, seven. And, uh, I shot a 10, nine or 10, eight, I think eight. And then, um, then 11 on the last shot. I'm like, all right, you know, you know, you don't think. I'm kind of weird. Like sometimes I pay too much attention to what other people are doing, but I'm like, all right, he, he put up a good score. Let's just make the best looking form shot I can make and give yourself a chance. And that's what I did on my last arrow, the third end. I mean, that's what we should always be trying to do, but you know, I tried to do that in the first two arrows and the third one, like just reconfirm, just make a good solid shot. I know my last arrow went left eight, but 
I might have saw the arrow a little bit different. It might have broke on the left side a little bit. Let's just do it again, make a strong shot, and uh, hit down the middle, hit 11. So keep it, keep the match um, close because um, that could have easily got away on the first end. Yeah. But uh, yep. yeah, the second the second end with Dwayne was the same man. He came out blazing. The third end, you know, and the fourth end, man, started out on fire again. I think we were, I think came down the last arrow. Um, just like many many battles that Dwayne and I have had, it, it's always come down for better or for worse. Like it's always come down to the last arrow. And uh, yeah. you know, he's a trooper on the last one. I saw him let down. And I'm like, I got to get my crawl ready because it's, you know, time's starting to run down a little bit. And, and uh, I mean, he made the best that he could with the, with the time running down. He made, you know, you said you made a wrong crawl and it could have been a disaster and you came back to fix it some. Yeah, I don't know what happened on that arrow. For some reason, it's just like letting doubt, like we was talking about, you know, negativity or doubt. When I drew back, Something crossed through my mind. I set the wrong crawl. I went to number three instead of number two. And it started, I was like, well, I'll just hold the top of the yellow instead of the bottom. And I'm like, no, that's not going to work. So (laughs) I let up. And when I let up and recrawled, I glanced at the clock and the clock said nine. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting close. You know, that's a 32nd clock. And when I pulled the bow back and I got up and I started aiming, somebody in the audience said four three two and i shot it i'm like anything's better than a zero i was like i can't win shooting zeros and whether i made the wrong crawl or not i had i had convinced myself i had so i didn't have a choice but let up and start over well chances are like that's something that never crosses your mind most almost all the time when you shoot so something like that crossed your mind and the chances are that's probably what happened like you had no other reason to even think that no never i've never thought that before i mean i let down one time with lee you know once you let down some or get used to letting down which we all should every now and then you know i I let down with lee i pulled it back followed up with a good solid shot like a nine or a ten and then yeah, when it come up to you, and that thing just felt so wrong, and I'm like, I got to let back down. But I waited too long. When I started thinking something's wrong until I let down was about three seconds, and it should have been immediately. And I, and, I, and I, you know, I took too much time. But yeah, he ended up making a halfway decent shot given the circumstances. And I did. Still- Still yeah, forced. It wasn't bad for as rushed as you were, because I, yeah. I know the clock was going down, and you you let it go before you wanted to. I know that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the buzzer actually sounded off before the arrow even hit the target. Like it was yeah, close. It was, it was, it was right close. The buzzer went off. It was it was close. It was really really <laughs> yeah. close to being a zero. Yeah. yeah. And and no arrow sucks more. You have two arrows that suck the whole tournament, right? You know, for pressure and stuff. Because you're very first and you're very last. and the last one was like okay there's some breathing room there but you still got to put it in the red you still got to make a good shot you still can't flinch it off the paper No, (laughs) and it was like just on stage it's easy to allow stuff that shouldn't be going through your head and you know when i've helped people and i tell them don't think about the consequences of this shot you know don't think about okay if i hit an 11 i'm going to win 
or I'm finally going to win Lancaster, or I'm finally going to do this or that. And that's what went through my mind, and I think that's why I was mistaken on my crawl, if I was, which I'm, I think I was. But letting stuff go through my mind, that should, I should have just been worried about a good, solid shot instead of the consequences of that shot. You violated the advice you've given me and other people <laughs> on many occasions, which is you Lee, go back to your own, process. We are our own worst enemy. <laughs> we are. Yes. yes, we are. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to that type of stuff. <laughs> tell you what to do, but do, do as I say, not as I do. Correct. <laughs> yep. But hey, that's what the process is for. <laughs> no, that is. You know, yeah. Frank, I want to say something. I don't know the people that's watching. Maybe people will watch a later. But Lancaster this year, to me, and I know I've talked to John and Lee feels the same way, and I know you do. It's like the camaraderie, just, you know, the love between all the barebow group, the men, the women, the families that was there. Yeah. Lancaster this year was absolutely one of the most special events not because i took second not because i was on stage if i'd have been dead last i'd have, I'd have still felt the same way yeah the, the camaraderie that we all had i mean it is absolutely contagious yeah. i mean if they had another lancaster this weekend i'd be there i mean it's yeah, just me it was just amazing how great everything was i mean just the whole spirit of the barebow community was just better than it's ever been yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, there was a lot of proud to be bear bowers there, and every yes. you know they were happy to be part of that that whole community. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. I agree with everything Dwayne said. It had a really really nice feel to it this year. Yeah, I mean it always does. I love Link. That's it's my favorite no, tournament. It always to does. Yeah, but this you year know, was something. It was something it was different. Really great this year. Yeah, it was palpable. Yeah. You could feel it this year. It was great. And I don't yes. know if part of it was it got canceled last year and people just, you know, people just wanted to go back um, or if it was a combination of different things, whatever it was, it, I wish we could put it in a bottle because, man, if every tournament, if every tournament felt like that, the attendance would go up and it would just, it would be great, you know? And I mean, yeah. they're all fun. They're all good, but they have a kind of a business-like feel to them. Um, Correct. You know, even even the worlds and stuff like that. I mean, they're you know they they get a business like feel, especially on 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 Sunday when you're doing the championship rounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Lancaster didn't feel like that at all. I mean, we were over there getting ready for to shoot up the finals, and we just having a great time. I mean, yeah, yeah. joking it, and carrying on. It was just it was it was a special. It was a very very. It was just an awesome tournament. Just a, you know, just the atmosphere was amazing. Yep, yeah, I agree. Nice. Really nice. Yeah, it's my favorite shoot all year. It's definitely the one. Um, it's kind of like outdoor nationals where you can always just get together at the same time, same shooting location, and just you know, just talk to anybody you want, uh, yeah. meet new people, and everybody. It, everybody always seems so nice there. Like just, hey, you want to get together, shoot practice range? Yeah, sure. And you know, there'd be like yeah. you know, ten, fifteen of us shooting practice ranges, kick, kicking the breeze, and. Yeah, it's it's always been like a family atmosphere there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's proper to give Lancaster and Competition Archery Media a shout out for allowing us to cover it the way we do, for allowing us to do live feeds downrange, to do live feeds behind the shooting line, to take the pictures that we do. Um, you know, PJ and Josh Grind from Cam are super supportive of Barebow. 
rightfully so the views on youtube are ridiculous shout out to the barebow community for doing that um you know but you know you guys you guys put on a magnificent show you put on barebow archery at its finest it was a pleasure to watch and be a part of and 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 see such professionals go head to head and be relaxed and funny and serious and competitive and supportive all at the same time. And I think the reason that I wanted to do this podcast in this format and have you guys talk about that and Lee or, uh, and Dwayne, we talked about a little bit before is because there's a lot of people out there that are scared to go to Lancaster. I think they're not ready to go to Lancaster. They're not prepared. And, you know, if, if we all had, if we all had something to say, every single one of us would say, just do it. Yep. Go. Absolutely. The experience Go. you're talking about here, um, it's worth every ounce of money and time and effort just to get there. Yes. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. absolutely. That's what that's the picture we want to paint. We want people to know. No, it's not about that. Don't worry about what you shoot. Don't worry about your score. Right. And that even follows through through the competitive side of it, the eliminations, you know, the head-to-heads, all that stuff. Don't worry about that stuff. Just shoot your shot and have a good time because that's exactly what it is, you know? So. And you know, it's funny. A lot of them don't realize that that's what we're all doing. You know, that's what John's doing and Dwayne's doing and I'm doing and, and Ed's doing and all everyone else. That's what we're doing, you know? Yeah. That's a great point, Lee. That's a great yeah. point. You know? That's literally this. That's literally the reason that you guys stay so calm and cool and, and keep your nerves about you and your wits about you and can get to that point is because you're just, you're just chilling. You're doing your thing. And, you know, I'm sure that not that I would know, cause John, I'm sure is in the back of his mind thinking, yeah, it's <laughs> up there, Frank. but even like eliminations and stuff. Yeah. I read, I can read. I like a sign. Like, come on, I, set it up. Put it on that tee. I have to. I beat to it. Um, but at the same time, like it's 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 literally that thing. And when people can separate that, similar to what Dwayne was talking about and Lee, what you were talking about, <clears throat> can separate that, their their scores will probably go up, and they will have a much more enjoyable time. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of lot of three D shooters that think, well, dots ain't for me. And at one time, dots was not for me. But once you get used to shooting dots, every part of your game goes up. I mean, whether it's hunting, 3D, I mean, your discipline, your patience, everything. When you start shooting dots, it tells you exactly what you need to work on. And, you know, you go and you may not shoot the 280 scores or the 290 scores, but... Hey, it took me four years shooting bare bow to break a 250, four solid years. Yeah. And you tweak a little bit here, you tweak a little bit there, you learn how to tune, you call people and you ask questions. You want to be the best 3D shooter you can be? Start shooting dots. No yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah. I, have, uh, years. I was just telling a guy yesterday, I have similar advice, you know, to work on your mental game, if you really, if you really want your mental game to be strong, shoot, shoot indoor spots. You yeah. bet. Um, because if, if you can stand on a line and and do that over and over, it will strengthen your mind. And if you want to strengthen your form, shoot outdoor target. 
because yeah. if you can keep them on the paper at 60, you know, 60 yards will, it tells you all kinds of things about your form, you know, that you can't yeah. learn at 12 yards in your backyard. Um, right. And I tell all the guys, I said, if, you know, don't, you don't even need to do it for score. Just get out there and shoot, you know, shoot the target leads, go out and shoot at the 60 yard, that big 120 centimeter target. It's fun as hell to watch the arrows fly. And if you can, if you can hold, you know, even the blue at 60 yards, you're doing something because it's, it's unforgiving to your form. And then, you know, you, your mental game, the combination of, of, of that physical training and the form training you get at distance. And then, you know, the mental game at the spots, it, you know, it makes 3d shooting almost easy. You know, <laughs> it really does. Cause it brings it all together and you just got to uh, concentrate. Least easier. Yeah. 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 Easier. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I think everybody in this in this uh, podcast will definitely agree. We've had that discussion before, and I'm glad that you said that because we we want to see bigger numbers um, at the Outdoor Target Nationals and all the other events too. You know, there's there's a there's more to competition archery than three D. There's more to it than Target. And you bet. I'm glad you guys said that. That's uh, and more more and more people are getting it. Like I talked to Ryan Davis, just out of the blue, he spit that out. Like, he's like, I wanted to start shooting more indoor stuff. He's like, because I'm noticing that guys that do it are hitting more 11s on 3D. And he's like, yeah. I want to get better at 3D. And yeah. that's how I told him, like, my favorite game is indoor because it is the most mentally straining shoot yeah. style, yeah. style of shooting that I shoot all year. Yep. Yep. That stupid 20-meter dot because we have no excuses missing that thing. Yeah. yeah, no old environment. We have reasons. We have reasons. I watched Frank shoot. He had a million excuses why he kept missing. That's not true. Just one. Just one. Listen, he sucks. Don't you start, James. Don't you start. <laughs> when they say those who can't do teach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll put my hey, I'll put my teaching record up against both. So we can we can have um I've been there before and I'll I'll be there again. You watch, you just wait and see. That's right. Um I think that's it, guys. Man, you covered a lot. That's that's a this is a this is a long podcast, but I think it was I think it was worth it because I think a lot of it needed to be said. I think you guys did an excellent job of, you know painting the picture of what the classic is and then to have the top three guys be able to share that knowledge with people who are wanting to come or you know want to get into it or want to understand i think i think this is the podcast that literally has is going to help people or convince people all right i know what i need to do to go to lancaster and have a good time and and focus on the right stuff so um you know I commend you guys for giving back to your community um, in that regards, because that's what people need to hear uh, time and time again. So Lee, congratulations. Dwayne, congratulations. Demer, congratulations. I'm super happy for all three of you. Um, I think we're going to have to call it. That's it. We covered it yeah. all. I'm all like if, else to talk about. So. If, if anybody wanted to get an idea what like the shoot's all about, Hit up Marcel and look at all of the fantastics him and even uh, Daniel Chen put in uh, put out a lot too. Yeah, so yeah, check out those images. Bearable Project Facebook page. All of their pictures yep. and all of their videos are on the Bearable Project Facebook page. So 
you can literally when we did that on purpose so that all the live feeds all the videos all the pictures so that they're all in one place that you don't have to search for them you can just go to the page and find them it's all there it's all you know if you shot on the four o'clock friday line there's a live feed there that shows the four o'clock friday line both men and women etc cetera, etc cetera. so we tried to cover literally everything so yes marcel yeah shout out to him once again yeah marcel done a great job john worked phenomenal as always glad to see him back i mean just it was awesome yeah. yeah, and and of course a shout out to Rob Caulfield. Rob gave Barebow no, absolutely gave Barebow yep. a chance. Rob continues to support Barebow and put on a, a major tournament for all disciplines. We're talking prize money. We're talking just in general giving a fair shot at everyone. Um, you know, but that's uh, that's that's commendable too. Rob really supports Barebow. We need to. Yes, he does. He's and he's a great guy. At, that, you know, Nick, when he started this, Barebow wasn't what it is today, you know, so he did kind of stick it out there. You and bet. Support to Barebow. And, and yep. I think that's, you know, part of the reason that it's here is because Rob and guys like him that, that treat Barebow like it's an actual archery discipline and not just some secondary, you know, thing that goes on. Um, you know, yep. That's that's why that's why we have big events. That's why it's growing. That's why there's so many people. I mean, I remember you know, the first year I went in 2018 was the first year they made the cut 32. They expanded it from 16 and, and there was only, there was what, 80, 80 people or something like that. I think there was 80, 90 people came. And that was the first year they changed the World Archery Bearable Rules because prior to that, they didn't have, they didn't have that many people. And then we got like right around a hundred. I think it was close to a hundred that year. And the next year it just, it was like 160 and it just, it just grew. I mean, suddenly people started showing up to shoot and, you know, Rob made that happen. You know, I mean, he had a lot of help, a lot of people, but, you know, it's his idea and he supported it because without his support, it wouldn't happen. That's yeah, all. So, yeah, really happy that uh, that he did that. Yep. So, and he keeps doing it. It's, it's, I agree with John. It's my favorite shoot of the year. I love going to Lancaster. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, guys. Well, Mr. Demmer, congratulations on taking the W and shooting absolutely amazing. It was fun to watch. Um, gentlemen, same to you. That's it. We're going to call it a night. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you much. Guys for this and thank you for all the viewers. Yep. Just so you know, John, we were up to like 40 viewers, believe it or not. Oh. Great. Whoa. <laughs> all right. Whoa. Good night, gentlemen. We'll talk to you. See you guys. Good night, guys. Yeah. See y'all. Have a good one.